0: Today, on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith.
1: There are barriers that keep us back from doing all that God wants us to do and fulfilling all that God wants us to fulfill. You've known it, you've experienced it. But God, through the power of His Holy Spirit, can take the barriers we experience and He could help us to see them come down and beyond the barrier into the breakthrough is a blessing.
0: Reaching up high, with arms open wide, we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our head. What barriers are keeping us from doing all that God wants us to do? Today, Pastor Ed will teach us that there are blessings when there is a breakthrough in whatever is keeping us from experiencing all that God has for us. The enemy will try and keep us behind the barriers, but we must trust the Holy Spirit and follow Christ. Only by the power of the Holy Spirit will we be able to see the barriers in our lives be removed and receive the blessing God has for us. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message entitled, Breakthroughs.
1: how God worked in Philip's life to fulfill his overall purpose for the church. Sometimes God has a vision for us, a vision for his work. And that vision seems to lag almost be hindered. We're going to study in the book of Acts how God himself puts his hand on the circumstances and places his hand on Philip and fulfills his divine purposes. Acts chapter 8. I'm going to read from verse 4 all the way down to verse 25 and I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. The book of Acts chapter 8. Verse 4, now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what, he was, be- what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits came out of many who were possessed, crying with a loud voice, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in the city. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the power of God that is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he amazed them with magic. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Even Simon himself believed. And after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing the signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, for they, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them. But they had only been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they laid their hands on them. And they received the Holy Spirit. Now Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands. He offered them money. Saying, give me this power also. So that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. And Simon answered, Pray for me to the Lord that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. Now when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. There's a breakthrough. I mean big time. Barriers came down. God was doing incredible things. All along the journey of faith, you and I will hit walls. We'll face situations where it's like a barrier. Erected right before us. And you could sense it's a spiritual blockade. Jesus had said to his disciples, preach the gospel in Jerusalem, Judah, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. But years had passed and they didn't leave Jerusalem and didn't go very far outside of Judah. They weren't fully doing what Jesus said. There was a barrier. Well, There are barriers that keep us back from doing all that God wants us to do and fulfilling all that God wants us to fulfill. You've known it. You've experienced it. But God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, can take the barriers we experience and he could help us To see them come down and beyond the barrier into the breakthrough is a blessing. Your blessing and the blessing for the kingdom of God. Philip, he was an outstanding man. I mean, you couldn't look for a better candidate to, to do the work of the Lord. He wasn't an apostle. He simply rose up from among the congregation... And they knew something was different about this man. They knew he was filled with the Spirit and he was filled with wisdom. That's what Acts chapter 6 tells us. He was full of wisdom and full of God's Holy Spirit. And they chose him to wait on tables. Along with Stephen, along with others. They took care of benevolence needs. So that the apostles could pray and preach the word. But one of them, Stephen, had an incredible insight into the word of God. He was even ahead of the apostles. Stephen recognized that God didn't dwell in temples made by men's hands. He recognized that the implications of the gospel were greater than just a few Jewish people in Jerusalem. He saw what others didn't quite see. And because of his understanding that the Mosaic law was not going to be binding the way it once was, he began to see and understand these things. The Jews in Jerusalem turned against the Hellenistic Jews, those who were influenced by Greek culture and Greek lifestyle and Greek education. And Stephen was and Philip was and uh, the other all seven who were given the responsibility of taking care of the widows, both Hebrew and Grecian widows, uh, to sort of bring the church together. See, the enemy will come again and again to try and disrupt the work of God. He came to try to divide, setting up one group against another group. And wisely, they said, let's elect seven men who will lead us in this matter and help And in their graciousness, they chose all of the Hebrew, all of the Grecian Jews, because the Grecian widows were being neglected in Acts chapter 6. And Stephen was one of them, and Philip was the other Stephen. And Philip, co-workers, Stephen is martyred. They take him, and they kill him, and they execute him. And Paul... Later, is going to be Paul. At this time, Saul begins a persecution against the church. This persecution is focused on the Hellenistic Jews. And Philip is one of them. How would you feel if you were Philip? You're working, doing God's work, and all of a sudden, a rage of persecution comes against you. You have to leave Jerusalem. Now, he might have felt, I'm going to be quiet. I'm not going to say anything because... I could endanger my family, I could endanger myself, I could endanger my own well-being. But what does he do? He goes preaching the word of God. But he does something very different. Very, very different. Look at the Bible text. Keep your Bibles open. Look at verse 5. Philip went down to a city in Samaria. Really, it's a region Bible scholars are not thinking of a particular city, but a whole region in Samaria. So he's ministering. Wait a minute, Philip. Don't you know who you're preaching to? I mean, for centuries, there's been friction between the Samaritans and the Jews. There is hostility And centuries of hate and hurt, the Samaritans said, you know, we don't want to have anything to do with you Jews. You wouldn't let us rebuild the temple in Nehemiah's time and Ezra's time. And there was this constant friction through the decades into the centuries, so much so that... The Samaritans said, we're going to build our own place of worship. We're not going to go to Jerusalem at Mount Gerizim. We're going to worship there. And we don't believe in all of the other books of the Old Testament. We're only going to accept the first five books called the Pentateuch. And they rejected the authority of Jerusalem. There was this tremendous hostility. Samaritans were both Jew and Gentile. And the Jews looked at them as half-breeds. So the hostility just was always just bubbling up right under the surface. It it was like uh, during the turn of last century, the hostility between black and white or the hostility between Arab and Jew, uh, the hostility between ethnic groups that are at each other. Here, Philip does something incredible. He steps out and he begins sharing the gospel to Samaritans. Barriers are beginning to come down. I want to read a quote to you. If you live by the same values and priorities Jesus had, you will find evangelism happening naturally. It becomes a lifestyle and not a project. I think what was happening in Philip was this. Before Jesus left and ascended to heaven, he said, preach the gospel. Take the good news to Jerusalem, to Judah, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And they hadn't done it. They hadn't done it. He's thinking about that. Then he remembers a story that Jesus told of the good Samaritan, how he made the good Samaritan, the hero of the story. Boy, did that greet the people that heard that story. And then he remembered Jesus going to Samaria and ministering to a woman at the well. And Jesus crossing cultural lines, breaking barriers, doing things that his own leaders would frown upon. And I think inside of Philip, Something was going on. I, I, I know all of the, the cultural barriers. I know all of the friction. I know, I don't know how Jerusalem will view this, and, and nobody's done this yet. And, and now, but yet, Philip is guided by the teaching of Jesus and the principles of Christ and his vision of winning the lost. That's beating, that's pounding, that's pulsating in his heart. There's uh, barriers that uh, sometimes we have to overcome. Maybe it's theological barriers. We look at someone from a different denomination or from a different group and, and we wonder can God speak to them? Can God work in them? I believe that we need the supernatural power of God to change and to challenge people so that they know that God is truly God, that his power is real. For months now, I've been reading some books on the supernatural, uh, good, balanced Christian books. And Wednesday night, I'll meet with a group of people a couple of times a, a month different groups, and we'll be praying that God will speak through the gifts of the Spirit, that he'll work in the area of healing. It's been an internal journey that I've been on and in my prayer, and my research. When I went down uh, to Charlotte, North Carolina, one of the things that I did was I I visited a church. And in this church, uh, it was Rick Joyner's church, church wonderful sense of god's presence i was in their bookstore and i happened to talk to a a young man not a long conversation Uh, i was looking at some different books uh, thinking about the gifts of the spirit and different things and and i had purchased the books and paid uh the person at the counter and a, a young man came up to me in that bookstore who worked there and he said i just feel like i have a word for you i said sure He said, I I believe that God has shown you the truth of his word and you have a balance and you're going to able to move in the spirit and move in the word and lead the church in that balanced direction. And he began to prophesy to me. I don't remember everything he said there, but that hit me and I said, no, that's, that's what I've been praying about. So after the time of prayer in the service they had small groups that would gather together and some people used in the prophetic and I said well I'll, I'll go to one of those groups and, and I'll just sit down and I was dressed very casually uh, without a jacket without a tie uh, just you know sat down with these people There was three people there and uh, we began to pray I said hi my name is Ed and uh, I, I just came here and uh, been praying seeking the Lord's guidance and um The lady says to me, You're a pastor. I didn't use my pastoral voice then or nothing. (laughs) But she said, You're a pastor. And she said, And they began to give me a prophetic word. They said, You're wanting to lead the church into the gifts of the Spirit, into the supernatural. and, And God's hand is on you. And His direction, He's given you His direction. And they began to tell me things that were in my heart. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. What made the difference when Philip went to Samaria was that the word was preached with power, with an anointing, and miraculous signs took place. And as he preached, remember, these Samaritans didn't feel too good about the Jews, There was animosity on their part as well. But the walls began to come down. There were breakthroughs. What happened in verse 8? Short verse, couple of words, what? So there was great joy in that city. So there was great joy in that city. It transformed that whole community. That's what happens when the gospel comes into a home. There's great joy. That's what happens when the gospel comes into a life. There's great joy. That's what happens in the community. There is great change. I was talking to a representative the other day from the city of Poughkeepsie. Actually, he's running for election in the fourth ward. And that's uh, my area there. And as we were talking, he was talking to me about all the problems in our public school system. And and I I pray for our public school system. And he gave me a statistic. He said approximately 50% or or thereabouts don't graduate high school in four years. In the city of Poughkeepsie. I thought, wow. Wow. I don't know how exact that was, but that's what he said to me. So there's an approximate. I thought, wow. And I think about all of the problems that people have with drugs, with alcohol, and all of the things going on in people's lives. You know, there could be great joy in that city if people turn to Jesus. There could be tremendous transformation that takes place when the gospel takes hold of a man's life. And Philip is there, and he's seen miracles happen. There's great rejoicing. Now, Simon, in the English Standard Version, says magic. Uh, The other versions, some of them say sorcery. Uh, It really was demonic powers. I'm going to read you the text, and I'm going to read now from the NIV, verse 9. Some of you have your NIV Bible open. Follow with me as I read. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave their attention to him and exclaimed, "This man is the divine power known as the great
0: power."
1: And they followed him. Here's Simon, who has a big ego. And people are following him because of his power. Satan really does have power. There is such a thing as the powers of darkness and lying wonders. And here Simon is doing things and people are just engulfed and followed and they're saying about him what he's saying about himself. He said, I'm someone great. They're all saying, he's the great power. How easily people are taken in. How readily they worship. So many things when they don't worship the true and living God. And here they are, worshiping and following. He has them in the palm of his hand. Now what happens? Does Philip come and preach about himself? Look with me at the text. Verse 12, but when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, I like that. They had been in spiritual darkness and now the light is turned on through Philip's preaching and now people are going to follow the truth, the way, and the life. They're going to follow Jesus Christ. So many people are following the wrong thing, the wrong person, the, the wrong agenda, the wrong vision of what they think life is about. Philip lifts up Jesus, and Jesus frees people from the darkness and the bondage that they're in. And it says, They were baptized, both men and women. He and even Simon, he himself is baptized, and he believes. But I think it's important that we stop and pause and just think about that for a moment. Simon believes and is baptized. When you get saved, doesn't mean that everything falls
0: off. Building in faith. It's our hope and prayer that each time you join us here on Building in Faith, That your faith in God is truly being built up. We invite you to come and join us for worship. Building in Faith is an outreach ministry of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. We meet every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. When you log on to buildinginfaithradio.com, just click the Back to Home page button in the top left corner to navigate to the church website. There you can find more information about Faith Assembly. Building in Faith is the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845 462 5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us, and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith. Your Word restores
1: it.